had my feet up and I was laying there and I had this sound asleep, had this full on energy, like come right up to my feet. Like, and it was just, it was so heavy and it was so oppressive and it just was so electric. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Hello. Hi. Hello. How's it going? It's it's good. It's it's um it's okay. Can it's you okay. tell that I sound funny on this end? I don't I mean, sound like normal me. You you do sound like you're in a conference room, uh, and we're uh, about to have a presentation. Dear listeners, I sound funny because I don't have my normal microphone on because I am here with my BFF forever and ever since third grade, Mary Ellen. Hello. Who is visiting. Hi. Hi, Mary Ellen. Hello. We are uh, kicking recording style old school without headphones or microphones. So, sorry for the audio, but you're welcome for the stories that are coming. Exactly. Legit. Mary Ellen, would you let the listeners know a little about yourself? Well, as Joy said, I am her best friend from childhood, third grade. We went to Catholic school. Our moms were like parked near each other for pickup. And I was standing there. Uh, Mary Ellen was not out yet. And I was standing there. Our moms were talking. And this curly, red-headed little girl came running like full speed towards us ate it like just <laughs> fell and ate it oh. in front of us oh her mother didn't blink didn't flinch she just sort of gestured to her on the ground and was like have you met my daughter grace oh and for so long i thought her name was grace <laughs> oh no mm-hmm. Was she just like talking about your graceful uh, yes, yes. landing? Okay, got yes. it. You got met it. my daughter Grace, yes. and she's like on the floor, from getting up and brushing herself off. You know, pulling the asphalt from my kneecaps. That's right. Oh no, rough on those. Uh, the eighties. Mm. Seriously, no one cared about us. No they one cared. Go outside and run around. Yep. Um, and we ended up being friends. We discovered that we lived like three streets from each other. Oh my god. Uh, we walked back and forth all the time. I was on one end of the cemetery, and then when it ended, her street was there. So we would like walk through the cemetery and hang Girl, out. That explains so fucking much. <laughs> so much. When we got older, we used to like, I mean, older, I mean like 11. Yeah. We were like meeting in the cemetery to go smoke cigarettes together. <laughs> At 11? Yes. Yeah. Jeez. We're very advanced. You are. Uh, you were just very emotionally like mature. Yeah. We were really advanced. Oh. Um, yeah, we, we did a lot of great and a lot of terrible 
a lot of silly things to get there. Yes. In a graveyard. And now we're in our mid forties. So like it's been a a while. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's amazing. I think it's so rare nowadays for people to have those friendships that span so many decades, especially because, you know, you guys live on the opposite sides of the country from each other now. Yeah. But it's also you change and you grow and you evolve as a person. And a lot of times it's it it does your friendship does not mm-hmm. look the same and your yeah. compatibility isn't the same. And it also changes so much when kids are thrown into the equation. Sure. And like certainly over the years there have been like times when we're all up in each other's shit and then other times we're like further apart like one of us is in college one place or somebody moves out of state and like there's other things happening but whenever we would come back together it was just like all right let's pick up where we left off exactly what's going on i love you you love me let's go eat our favorite snacks and watch our favorite movies and stuff i love that so that's that's a really like fucking beautiful thing yeah we got lucky yes yeah you did for sure and not for anything, but my mom and my dad, like, adopted her, pseudo-adopted her. And, um, you know, needless to say, Joy was a bit eclectic for the 80s in Connecticut. Ooh. I mean, uh, let's let's be honest. Um, the I words mean, weirdo and freak yes. were definitely thrown at me a lot. Gee. And when they, when people and the adults, because again... Connecticut in the right. 80s, right, Catholic right. school. Not just Connecticut, Fairfield County. Yes, Fairfield like, County. It's a specific, it's its own animal. It is. Right. <laughs> um, they would say to my parents, why do you let your daughter hang out with that girl? Shut the fuck up. Nope. It was a real thing. And they would say that and their kids would say to me, why are you friends with her? And my parents were like, that is none of your business. And my mom always used to say she marches to the beat of her own drum. Yeah. And that's okay. That is joy in a nutshell. Yeah. I wasn't a bad kid. No. I mean, I, if anything. You were just different. And a lot of people, especially yeah. in places like that, do not understand different because it's mm-hmm. a Stepford style. Yeah. Um, like there was a norm. There was definitely a social norm for boys. There was a social norm for girls. There mm-hmm. was nothing outside of that. I mean, I was staunchly a tomboy, um, basically my whole life. And on top of that, I was like, well, I want to dye my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have the right hair color. <laughs> Let's go dye my hair. We dyed my hair the first time at her house. Oh my in God, secret. <laughs> Wait, did you use real hair dye or henna? Because henna was like, no. Oh. Real. Oh my god, like, I love went, that. We walked to CVS. I got like fucking color silk medium auburn. I think was the one, and I was like, "This is what it should have been." My hair. How is old were you? Color. We were like 11, 11, 12, 12. I love this. Yeah, it was definitely middle school. It was not high school. Yeah. It was it was middle school. Um, before that, I had dumped a bottle of peroxide in my hair mm-hmm. because we read The Outsiders. Yep. <laughs> oh like, my god. <laughs> Tony boy. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been through some shit. And like, if I got in an argument with my parents, I showed up at her house. And then mm-hmm. a little while later, the phone would ring and I'd hear her mom going, yes, yeah, she's here. It's okay. Yep. All right. Dang. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we've been through some shit. <laughs> and we came out the other side. 
in addition to having a wonderful friendship like that, having a family also like yours, Matt, that hmm. fully accepted and embraced and was like, our home is your home. That's also like, that's fucking like to amazing. To the point where, you know, her dad, no one needed to do this. Like when I was a grown adult living on my own, mm -hmm. I come up from New York, I take the train, like she'd pick me up. And I'd be getting ready to go I'm gonna get stoned. <laughs> and her dad would be like, "Okay, see you later." And he's oh like, "Oh my god, okay. try. stop but, it!" But wait, try. she. I'm gonna let her like cry Thank this you. out for a second god, um, because we're we're all gonna be emotional about this. Um, but not only was he like, "Hey, come here," he would go because my dad was an amputee. Mm -hmm. And he had his bedroom on the first floor because it was hard for him to climb the stairs. Right. So he would, um, I mean, we call it like the peg leg stomp because you hear clunk, bonk, clunk, bonk. Oh, and he'd go into his bedroom and he'd go, joy of me, joy of me, come here, come here. And she'd look at me, look at my mom and she'd do, do, do right into his bedroom and the door would only be slightly cracked open. And he'd be like, come here, come here. And he'd go to give her a hug or a kiss. Or like shake shake my hand. hand. Yes. Slip me money. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Like, you don't, I don't need, I have, I have a job. Like, it's he's like, I don't care. It's fine. Just use it to get home. Use it for whatever you need it. Like, Always have a 20 on you. 20. Always have a 20 on you. That's what he used to say to her. <laughs> he said it to me, too. Yeah. We go out and he'd be like, just take a 20 just in case. Just mm -hmm. in case. And when, um, what, God, I'm going to cry now. Hey. I cry. Do you have tissues there? Or yeah, I okay. cry every episode. Yeah, you do. So. She does. So the, if this does not, I mean, this is probably the, thank you for that. I'm going to take one now. Um, if this is not the, like, the M, M, precipice. Or of epitome? like yes the epitome that's yes. the word move on the word um the epitome of our life together um i joy was living in new york at the time and i called her and said you need to come up to the hospital because my dad was really sick and they had brought him to a hospital a couple towns up from where we grew up and he was going to have open heart surgery the next day. And I said, you need to come up because we don't know if this is going, what way this is going to go. Right, right. What the outcome, yeah. What the outcome is going to be. And we're sitting in the room and it was me, her, my mom, my brother. And we're sitting there and I think I was knitting. I, I, I was knitting. I knit and crochet. Mm -hmm. Or at least I used to. Um. I was knitting. She was sitting there. We're talking. Um, my mom and brother left. The doctor comes in and looks, <laughs> looks at me, looks at her, looks at my dad. And he just, he just so gracefully looked up at the doctor and said, that's my daughter from another marriage. It's fine. He's not it's wrong. Total bullshit because like he never no. had marriage. That was nothing. <laughs> no. But he was just like family. He is supposed to be here to listen technically mm -hmm. if you break it down yeah he's not wrong because nope. you are uh from another marriage uh technically i'm not 
No. Oh, I know. Yeah, good point. Good point. (laughs) But you know what? Going off of that, and please, you know, let me know if I'm crossing a boundary here. It sounds more like your dad was able to be that stability and become that for joy. A hundred percent. And 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 have that strong emotional bond and connection mm-hmm. that maybe having that uncertainty and not having that that missing puzzle piece at that age and in those in those very important growing years yeah. that was a source of comfort and that stability that you needed yeah I mean they had the like you know mom dad boy girl like go hugs. mom dad boy go go <laughs> you know because like- you're the other girl but like I had had a couple of dads that were in and then out of my life uh neither of which were biologically related to me and between I probably my grandfather who passed when I was like 22 since then my uncle and her dad were the constant male figures in my life right and that's it yeah everybody else had bounced so or I told them the well, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's important that you grew up with that love um, yeah. and acceptance. Mm-hmm. There was never a, never a doubt in my parents' minds that they loved her pretty much as much as they loved me. Yeah. No, but seriously, though. No, but it's different. Well, yeah, it's different because, you know, <laughs> more from them but yes. still yeah. I mean when it came down to it when it came down to brass brass tacks they were like no they treated me the they same. treated her the exact same way yeah I got in trouble she got oh in trouble. we got oh we got oh. Like, you come in here and sit down they yelled at us the same fucking way we both <laughs> got punished <laughs> we both get punished yeah and uh yeah. I want to interject though dad stuff aside like my yes. mom has been a constant. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, no, no. good, bad. I don't yeah. want anyone who hasn't listened. I want to make sure, like, I just talked to her on the phone this morning. <laughs> I also want to make it clear that I'm not saying, like, everyone needs a dad figure in their life because that's not what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying in your particular situation. Yeah, because it was a thing. You have a dad, not have a dad, have a dad, not have a dad. Yeah, so you you had that instability of it. Right. Um, you know, there are a lot of parents out there fucking taking on both roles and killing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Killing it. For sure. You know, and I don't want to diminish that. Yeah. And all. my mom did that at different points, too. Yeah. I mean, like, relationships. Absolutely. Her mom, mom, me, too. Yeah. Yeah, you still talk to my mom, and I, I don't even know about it. She's like, oh, yeah, I talked to her mom the other day. I'm like, oh, how is she? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it's... I just think in this particular case, having a best friend whose family was like, come on in, Mm -hmm. our home is your home, Mm -hmm. is just... I could go there without her. Right. It was that sort of relationship. And you did. Yeah. Like, you didn't need to be with me for me to go to your house and say hi. Yeah. Like, I could sit at the table with your mom and, like, have some wine and smoke cigarettes and, you know, when we were older and, like, hang out. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't my mom the first person to know that you lost your virginity? <laughs> Didn't you tell my mom? You told my mom before you told me. Here's the thing. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. 
The night that I lost my virginity was a little tumultuous because my dorm caught fire. That's right. Wait, how did this happen? Was it just the sheer intensity and fire of your first shag that just was combustible? Uh, I was in his dorm. The girl who lived next to me in my dorm had a tapestry up in her window, like for oh, a no. which you weren't supposed to have. Yeah. And oh, she no. had a candle, candle or an oil candle or something, which you're not supposed it to have. It was the 90s. Everyone had that shit. Yep. Yeah. And she opened the door and the suction from opening the door pulled the curtain into the candle and everything went up. Jesus. So we. That, I, that's what I'm saying. It's telekinesis, man. <laughs> It's that, it's that boom, boom, boom. We finished doing it and we get a phone call to his room and it's my roommate crying and I have no idea what's happening. And she's like, trucks. and I was like, I was busy. I was busy creating my own kind of smoke. But Mary Ellen and I also had a running bet that who... <laughs> I still have the card you sent me. Up, so. <laughs> we had a running bet that whoever lost it first owed the other one a six pack, a box of pregnancy tests, and $50. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so she sent me all this shit and with a card that just said, like, you came, you saw, you conquered. And then you opened it and said, you buy in. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Oh my God. I have somewhere. Somewhere. So funny. That's a I I love that. I love that. And love that, that, ladies and gents, is our life. But yes, you were right behind me with that. It was yeah. not long after. No, it wasn't. And they all had the same name, but it wasn't the same person. <gasps> they yeah. both had the same first name. Oh, God. Yes. Which I like. No. <laughs> we we don't we don't say we that. We've revealed enough so far. So, I mean, but listen. the point of all of this background is that I've known this bitch forever. <laughs> and we have gone through lots of like very solid physical normal shit and also some really weird fucking woo-woo times. Oh my gosh. Shall we discuss those weird woo-woo times? Yeah. I'm gonna let you just tell us what you want to tell us. Oh, oh wait. Mm. That's Emily. Oh, oh fuck me. <laughs> That's Emily. God damn and it. I'm Joy. And, and this, this is the, the residual. residuals. All right, go ahead. Now you can start now that we did our intro. 60, I don't know, what, 62 minutes in? What? We, how long have we been recording? Um, I don't know. It's not telling me. It's better. It's better not. It's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Blackout. All right. The door was big enough. Um, <laughs> it was. It was. It, it was. Fucking thing. They've even done tests in a scientific setting. That door was big. Fuck off, Rose. It wasn't some like hollow door like no. they do now. It was a solid fucking. It, it was, was a raft. <laughs> it was a boat. <sighs> Fucking rose. They could have put her dress up that shit on a sail and gone home. It would have been fine. They could have pulled some Moana shit. It's whatever. Honestly, you're welcome. Okay. All right. Woo woo so, shit. Woo woo shit. So, um, I assume everyone knows that Joy went to school, college in Rhode Island. I went yes. to school in Newport, Rhode Island. Yes. yes. Oh, they know. Oh, yes. And <laughs> That is like 
the woo-woo shit capital Ooh. of New England. For yeah. real life? Okay. There's a lot of shit. A lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of history. There were pirates. There were like, I mean, it was like, yeah. yeah. Was, I love that. So I think even from like when we were kids, we always were like super sensitive. She mm-hmm. was much more sensitive than I was, though. Is it because you hung out a lot in a cemetery that was between your houses? No. My house was also haunted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she came. She, I have told the story before, but I used to have these dolls that would I would wake up and they would be turned around on my shelf. Yeah. Facing the wall. And I had like only told Mayor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you want to sleep over one night so we can see if it happens when you're here? Yeah. No. And she's like, yes, because ride or die. And she, we locked my door. It was the only time in my life, the only year growing up living at home that I had a, a room to myself. Yes. Because my little brother was young enough to room with my sister and my parents were like, here you go. Mm-hmm. So great for sure. Cause that was the only year. And we locked the door. We went to sleep. Dolls were all facing out on the shelf, which was way up high, and I couldn't touch it even if I stood on my tippy toes. And we woke up in the morning, and like one or two of them were facing mm. out. We're like, see, you're not crazy. So, yes, we've so, been around it. <laughs> and so she is much more sensitive than I am. Uh-huh. But going to Newport, we started going to Newport just in like 16, 17, we just take day trips even mm-hmm. before she went to college. Like 95, yeah. 96, yeah. We just take road trips and whatever, stay overnight. Um, and uh, we'd walk in, we'd get a hotel room and she'd walk in and she literally would stop dead in her tracks and be like, nope, not doing this. Not doing Ooh. this. We are out of here. And I was... You know, like Joey said, ride or die. Yes, yes. And if she said, let's go, it means let's go. Right. Yeah, it was really creepy. How old were you when you did? Was this when you were 16? 16, 17? Holy mother of God. I want to say it might have been the summer after I went away to school. So I was 18. I was 17 the whole first semester I was in college. Yes. Yeah. Um, When we started going up there. We were 16, mm-hmm. but we would also be like, we're going to go get lunch. And then we'd call from a, on a pay phone because it was before cell phones. Right. We'd call her mom and be like, we'll be home in like four hours. We went to get lunch in Newport. And they were like, ah, and we were just... I mean, there's nothing they can do about it when you're already there. No, they'll ground you when you get home. But yeah, like, exactly. You have the three, four hour drive to smoke cigarettes and talk shit until that happens. Did you ash out of the the sunroof thinking that that would take the smoke smell out of the car? Because oh, I, yeah. I was that I was that dumb person. That and CK one. Oh, we never even tried. So much oh, CK. Got you lucky. For sure. Yeah, we never even tried, and we just kind of opened the windows, and yeah, it was no, just we, they knew they knew. Yeah. Um. So when we would go to Newport, there would be not specifically the pineapple inn, but we would just, you know, go to like an inn or, you know, to do a girl's weekend. And she'd be like, nope, we're out of here. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like, let's go, whatever. Because I just was like, all right, she's more sensitive than I am. But I had school there. Yes. So I had been living in Newport during school, like months or whatever. Right. I only went home for the summer and like the couple of weeks over Christmas break or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, 
So I was used to that place. Like I felt mm-hmm. all kinds of weird stuff. Like the dorms we lived in and the the mansions that were turned into classrooms for the college. Yeah. The shit was all haunted. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I've talked on the podcast about how we had the sleepover in Oakland right. Court. Yes. With the Ouija board thing and that whole, like that mm. with bananas, that happened yeah. there. Yeah. So she was definitely much more sensitive. Um, and then we would go somewhere else and she'd be like, all right, this is good. I feel okay here. And I'm like, cool, as long as we can sleep. And we would both sit on our respective beds if there were two, one, whatever. And it's okay we- to, it's okay to have a cuddle party. It's oh, okay. We, we do did so many things yeah. together. Like she snores, I hit her. It's fine. It's fine. Totally fine. Um, that's what I was. That's and like when we went to the the Del Coronado, my biggest fear was that I would snore so loudly that it would keep Joy awake. No, nope. it didn't matter because neither of us really slept. We just had Property Brothers on and I was listened. too scared to sleep loud. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That room was. I was like praying to a God I don't believe in for sleep that night. I was like, at least just let me sleep. I fucking hate it here. I was like under the covers, like with a pillow over my head. And like, we were wearing hoodies that we had pulled so tight that just so we could breathe. That was it. Never again. Okay. So that's news to me because, quite frankly, you like, wow. No, that place was fucked. Wow. It was just that room. That room was fucked. All Too right. many people have tried to fuck with stuff in there that they don't know what they're fucking with. See, it's just that's the problem. Do not mess with what you don't know. Exactly. But we would sit on the bed and be like, all right, whoever is here, whatever is here, just leave us alone. We just need to sleep. Yeah. Like, let We're us get some here sleep. for a girls' weekend. Like, We're boring. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us alone. We're just gonna eat snacks and talk shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that was fine. And um, it it pretty much like we I think together we just kind of like manifested that whole like just stay away like yeah. you're good we made our safety bubble yeah we right. did and um this was also yeah. like this was the late nineties yeah. this was not when people were all there was no Instagram there was no Facebook no. there was no internet in your hand you had a a Nokia beeper. phone and a beeper. Yeah. We're serious. We had beepers. Oh, the beeper. Oh, God. Having to try and translate what the fucking numbers were. God. Fuck. One, four, three. <laughs> My sister and I still text each other. One, four, three and one, four, three, two. Um, we, if you wanted to know anything about spells or ghosts or whatever you were watching, whatever was on TV, when it was on TV, because there was no DVR, nothing. Right. Um, or you were going and getting a book at the bookstore or the library. And that's what we didn't have like some Instagram witch telling us like what protection fucking circle to make. We right. were just making shit up that sounded good to us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just like, Hey, this is our space. Like, we're just going to be here for a few days. Like, let's all be chill with each other. Yeah. Thanks. Right. And then that's how we've kind of rolled since then. Exactly. So I mean, we- that's what you did when we were at the, the Dell again, every yeah. time. Joy realized that every time we came into the room, we had to announce ourselves. Yeah. We knocked. Yeah. Like, we're going to knock and be like, hi, we're back. Just so you know. Yeah. And that's fair. I still felt terrible. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it was bad, man. 
Wow. Never again. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Um, So, yeah. So that was kind of like our foray into the ghostly world um, was dolls, Newport, sleepovers, you know, light as a feather, all that kind of Bloody Mary shit. Exactly. Now, let me preface this by saying I was born and raised catholic me too same so yeah um, roman catholic roman catholic all the way yeah so it was not you know it wasn't part of our growing up that we you know learned about spirit and my mom talked about it my mom did not my mom talked about it my mom told me stories about how she saw her grandmother in the house that I grew up in okay so it was there through my mom like my mom was the kind of person that would walk through a mansion in Newport uh-huh. we used to go when we were kids yeah before I even went to school there and would like touch a banister and be like oh joy I'm getting puppets oh god but, like, but it didn't go like further she wasn't like doing rituals or stuff She's like <laughs> I go to fucking church yeah and but like ghosts sure yeah I will say the only time something happened to me that my very very catholic dad was kind of acknowledged is happening um which let me preface that with saying he had an experience when i was little Mm -hmm. at our house and never talked about it again and never like you know so we uh my dad became really good friends and we like became good family friends uh with a couple who had two daughters around the same age as me and my sister and they had horses and so we rode there all the time like we ended up leasing one of their horses and i rode this angry angry pony uh for a few years jasper carrot beetlebum was his (laughs) was his full name and when we would get his summer cut, because he was a Dartmoor Exmoor mix, so he was very fuzzy. So we would get him the summer clip um, and we would leave a heart on his ass like uh, a My Little Pony. <laughs> anyway, that said, so their farmhouse uh, was originally two houses and it was mm-hmm. ancient because it's England. We have history. No, like literally no. ancient. Yes. Um, New England ancient. Exactly. <laughs> But where I grew up, there was a lot of flint, um, very flinty. And we would find arrowheads from the Roman era. Like the church was built around when William the Conqueror was there. And so there was flint used to to build this house. But it was originally uh, two houses. Uh, we call that semi-detached when it's two houses together, not duplex like you do over here. So one side of it was haunted. The other side was not. So the kids would talk freely. The kids and the adults would talk freely about, oh, yeah, no, the the guy came down the stairs, just walked through the kitchen as we're sitting there having breakfast. It was just normal. But they wouldn't be on the other side of the house. So it was New Year's Eve. I think I'm like 11. And, you know, drinking because it's England. Um, And so there was a kid there. There was someone's son there that I had a big crush on. But I knew, I mean, he was much older than me. And I knew that he and one of the the older daughter of my parents' friends had snuck off to go and have a hot snog. And so because I was 11 and uh, 
ill-equipped to handle things like that I was like I'm gonna go surprise them and bust them so I went upstairs and the way that the houses were joined like in the upstairs there was a study with a door that then went through into another room right and I was gonna sneak up sneak through that room and then sneak to her room and bust him so I went up the stairs which were very tight and windy um and I go to sneak through the office and I open the door and there is something in there and it is glowing and it is shaped like a person and I it's my first time seeing seeing something mm-hmm. and also I was a little buzzed and I lost my shit and I screamed and I ran and I fell down this flight of stairs and the adults found me at the bottom of the flight of stairs hysterical and I told them what had happened and because they were used to seeing this shit and like my dad said they were they were like well yeah this okay yeah this side of you dumb shit but they also the paddock on the other side of the house was haunted they would hear horses that were not in there oh wow at night so that yeah that whole area i think a lot of you know rural countrysides but the ones that had a lot of action like ours did was real absolutely so yeah Anyway, sorry. No worries. That I mean, I'm, detour through the English countryside. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Carry on. So that was kind of our foray into, well, my foray into the ghost world. Um, but I, the first time I really came, I'm not even going to say came up against a ghost or a spirit. I'll just call it spirit. I feel more comfortable calling it a spirit. Okay. Um, so as I said earlier, my dad was very sick and he died and at the hospital, he died at home and was brought to the hospital and just, it was a thing. And I was, I was at a party. So my brother called and said, come down you need to come home right now and hung up the phone. So come down to the hospital. Mom's there. My brother's there. Dad's gone. Oh, honey. Uh, we went so back to, thank you. Um, we went back to the, my mom's house because we just, there was nowhere else to be. Like he, we knew he was sick, but he died very suddenly. Yeah. It was, it was a very traumatic death mm-hmm. and it was traumatic for my mom and my brother. And it was, traumatic for my father. And the reason I know that was because I was, I fell asleep in the living room in a chair, like a recliner chair that we had because my mom was in bed and my brother was upstairs in his room. Excuse me. Your parents' bedroom was next to the living room. Yes. My parents shared a wall with it. So you have the map of it's not an upstairs bedroom yeah i mean you you said that there were right i just want to make sure but yes no thank you next to it yeah and i was i had my feet up and i was laying there and i had this sound asleep had this full-on energy like come right up to my feet like and it was just it was so heavy and it was so oppressive and it just was so electric 
Yeah. It was just so big for the room we were in. I was in. Um, and I'm going to digress a minute. My dad was a big dude. Mm-hmm. He was a firefighter. He had this huge personality. He would fill a room. He'd walk in the room and he'd yeah. fill it. Yeah. He was jovial and big and his voice boomed. And yes. He was tall and he was just animated. He was a, a big Italian-American guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And when I felt that energy come into the room and stand at my feet, it felt like him. And I opened my eyes and I I said, dad, is that you? Dad. And it was gone. The energy was gone. Yeah. And so I had a bit of a cry and ended up passing out back to sleep. Uh, got up the next morning And my mom and my brother were in the kitchen and I said to them both, I said, dad came and visited me last night. He came to say goodbye. And my mom and my brother both looked at each other and looked at me and said, I, we know because he did it to us too. Oh my God. So we all separately felt that his spirit, that energy kind of come into the room and be like, okay, you're here. Okay. You're here. And because we were, we were his life. Right. Well, I came to you, each yeah. of you like, goodbye. Yeah. I'm okay. I still feel the same. Like you can feel me the same way. Um, even if it, it was traumatic. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Right. Like he needed you to feel that it was the same. That's not the last feeling you're going to have. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I will say I had a close family member pass away almost two years ago. Same situation. Incredibly Mm -hmm. sick. Incredibly Mm -hmm. sick. And we knew that at some point that would be the outcome, but we were not prepared for when it happened. Mm -hmm. Because even though you know it's going to happen, when it does happen, it's like, wait, it's it's not supposed to happen now. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, and it's you're never ready. You're never ready. And, you know, but that, that was the first big feeling I ever had with, with a spirit. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was heavy, but then after that, it was more like he was fucking with us. Uh, It tracks. tracks. It's right right up. It's, yeah. it's right on, on target mm-hmm. because, you know, he's the guy that would walk into a room, tell a dirty joke, let everyone get all sorts of, you know, teed up and then walk away and laugh. <laughs> it's like he'd drop a bomb and walk away. And I'm like, really? I, I like this. I you like know. this a lot. Okay. Okay. He's so good. Um, so I had an apartment up the street from my parents. So eventually I went back and I was sleeping there and, you know, was trying to move on with my life. And I was, I've always had problems sleeping. And he, and I know it was him. I know sure as I am sitting here next to Joy, it was him. I'm sleeping. And then all of a sudden the bed, the side of the bed that I'm not sleeping on 
like went down. Oh no. So I kind of shifted upward mm-hmm. and the bed went down. I shot up, sat up, and I was like, can I say the F word? Oh, you can say it a lot. Outstanding. So I sat straight up and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't sleep as it is. Can you please go bother your fucking wife? And the energy was gone. And it was like five in the morning. And my mom was a perpetual get up at five, make your coffee, have your 18 cups of coffee before 6 a.m. My kind of people. Yeah. She was busy. She was busy. She had things to do. Mm -hmm. And so I called her at 5 a.m. And I heard her take a drag off that cigarette (laughs) and take a sip. And she's like, yes. And I was like, I sent your fucking husband to your house. I said, because he is fucking with me and I am not having it. I am tired and I'm going back to bed now. And she just took another drag off that cigarette and was like, okie dokie. <laughs> oh my God. I can hear her Okie dokie. I want to interject for a second because not everyone's family functions the way that ours have. Yes. Uh, we swear at each other a lot. Okay. It's not like when Mary is saying like, fuck off. Are you fucking kidding me? That is exactly the same way that she would have said it to him in life. In like, jokey, right. not disrespectful. Never. This is a normal way. Well, I, I mean, like, yeah, like that. People... that's how I talk to, to Joy. And right. But like, I don't, I know a lot of people. I, if I did that to my parents. To yeah. Me. No, but we do. We do, do that to our yeah. parents. I wasn't allowed to say, oh, God, until I was 12. And then I slipped it in and my mom didn't react. And I was like, Ooh, got away with it. When we were same thing with shit, I said shit. Yeah. Amazing. Those are cool. When we were younger though, we couldn't do that. I mean, as adults, it was normal for us to have adult conversations with our parents. And I can call my mom and be like, what's up, bitch? And she, it's just something funny that we would say to each other. Same. So I just want to, Preface? Because it, if people are not used to speaking that way with their parents, yeah, I don't want them to think that it was you like cursing him out, no. telling him to no. fuck off and leave you alone. No. It was just like, get the fuck out of here. I need to sleep. Yeah. But like, let me alone. I just want to make sure because I know when you say it, but I know a lot of other people, when I've told them the way I talk to my mom, they're it, like, yeah, they gas their chat and they gasp and they clutch their pearls. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I still to this day do not swear around to in front of my dad my mom on the other hand she doesn't really swear but when she says shit we're still like like titillating she love it (laughs) so yes we were a cursy kind of family um but yeah so that was that was my dad's situation i remember when that was happening because i would come up and see you yep. in that apartment and i would sleep on the couch and i would say before i was dad i love you don't let me know you're here yes because i will never come back because i think my head would explode if i like saw something yeah. so please like if you're gonna bother anyone go see mayor <laughs> and i'm like go see your wife <laughs> Just like we used to in life. Come on, next person. I love you. Please leave me alone. Wait, but did he? Did did anything happen after that phone call to her? 
Oh yeah, he would oh, constantly, he regularly, regularly like, to see her. Like that's why oh. when I would go over, I'd say, mm, mm, "Guts, right, no, right." So how how would he? Um, how would he there, make his presence known? Well, not only was he a firefighter, he had he was a man of many talents. Um, he was an an oil delivery driver. Ooh, yes. Um, so that was a big one when we were kids. Um, a lot of times the scent of oil. Oh, oil, like, or if anyone ever had like an oil burner in their house. Yeah. And like the oil burner would kick on. And you smell that like specific. There's a very specific smell smell for an oil burner. And that is also very dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. As a firefighter. Yes. I, that is very ill-advised. My father-in-law was, was a firefighter and the, when he comes to visit, we do not light candles in our house. No, we, we, I, I'm obsessive about checking the filter in our dryer. Mm -hmm. Every time I put, I don't clean it when I take, when I put, um, I either clean it when I take clothes out, but I always make sure when I put clothes in, I pull it out, check it, clean it off. Yes, yeah. but he is like, mili- it's it's insane. So, no, yes. I want to go like clean the like vent outside of the dryer too, and do oh, that. I want to do that too. I just want to get a leaf blower, hook it up, and shoot that shit out. If you find yourself listening to our show and thinking, oh. I have a story that I should send in. Then go to our website, theresidualspodcast.com, and send us a message. We love bringing you all things paranormal, but we would like to do more. And this is where you come in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. After that, leave us a glowing review, give us a five-star rating, and share us on your social media. We are so grateful for your support. Now... Back to the show. Oh wait, so no wait, because you were gonna tell you were gonna tell us how he um, interacted, with, how he the showed himself to your mom. No, to, like to your mom and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the smell oh yeah, of the, oil the smell burner. of the oil burner. Okay. Um, and then he would go to my mom's house and like I'm imagining him like just strolling down the street or driving his Cadillac, mm-hmm. you know, because that was the guy. Um, he would turn on TVs, um, flip on lights. Regular. Um, regular, like on the regular where it actually became like conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, your dad came to see me yesterday. Or, oh, oh hey, God. mom, um, your husband was at my house. It was always her husband when he was pissing me off. Right. Like, Did he your just husband do it- was did he just do it at your houses or joy did he do it to you considering you were like a basically a family member no um like i've dreamt about him but i wouldn't say it was like the point where i would consider it a visitation dream like right. i've had before um there are times that i've just texted him like i'm thinking about dad like mm-hmm. a lot more like suddenly you yeah. know um yeah so that but was that. You, and that's also like one of your things though, Joy. Like you will start like someone is in your head, in your yeah. head, in your yeah. head. Yeah. 
And it's there were I'm sure that there were times that I was like, oh, I was thinking of dad, and you're like, oh, he did some shit at my house. Like it yeah. happened often enough, but it didn't. It wasn't like stuff where we've talked about it before on our show where the family was like nervous about a haunting. It was just like, no, he was just living there, hanging out, making his presence known, like occasionally. No, it's it's um, nothing malicious. It's no, just, he's still no. hanging with his family. He's just right. yeah. never, yeah. never had a malicious encounter. There, there was only one malicious encounter with my ex fiance in a hotel in Newport. But yes. wait, I will, wait. I, you can't just say that and yeah. then not follow it up with an explanation. <laughs> so, or I just take that whole comment out. No, no, no. Um, because my ex fiance, um, whose name I will not mention. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, because I kind of wish I had left him in the hotel with the oh my, it, it okay. was a, it was a ghost and it was not nice and it was super scary. Where were you? I don't, it was some in, I don't remember. On Thames or somewhere else? Yeah, I think it was on Thames. Uh, and it was in Newport. It was in Newport. Because we okay. the America's Cup one. I didn't know if it was that. No, no, no. It was, um, it was a different in, but we got into the room and I was extremely uncomfortable. Right. Like in my own skin, uncomfortable. Right. Like something is like literally on my body. Oh no. Like I felt that like I want to peel my own skin off kind of situation. Right. right. Um, and so he's like, no, 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 you're nuts. And I'm just like, don't you know you're nuts? But we ended up, you know, going to dinner, coming back, going to bed. And in front of the bed, there was a like a tri-glass mirror, like the old tiny vanity mirrors that you yeah, could yeah. hold up. Yeah. And I kind of, I felt that, you know, overwhelming feeling mm-hmm. and I opened my eyes and I looked at the mirror and there was absolutely something staring back at me in that mirror. Well, they do say like mirrors hold like their little tiny pathways yes. sometimes, their little tiny portals. And I was like, I sat, I sat up, I woke up my ex-fiance and I was like, get up, we're leaving. He's like, it's in the middle of the night. We're not leaving. I said, I'm not staying here. I got up, I went, and I slept in the car. Dang. I was like, let that ghost haunt your ass because right, right. it ain't going to haunt me. It's not attaching to me. No, no, no and more now. Yeah. And you would have sleep in the car. Oh, yeah. I don't sleep in cars. Mm. Nope. She doesn't even sleep on my couch. Hell no. <laughs> Dang. Wait, so where are you sleeping while you're visiting? Are you- I'm in an Airbnb. Okay. But only a, it's only a street over. over. It's just like when yeah. we were little. So what happened after that? Um, Did you go to a different hotel or did you just end your vacation and go home? It was ju- it was an overnight. So it was one okay, night. So it was just that one night. It was just that one night. Um, I never went back in that hotel. I never went back in. He came out and he was like, are you going to come in? Because... Again, he's an ex for a reason. Um, <laughs> he was like, are you going to come in and pack your stuff? I was no. like, no, you are. All right. I was like, no, you are. And you're going to bring it out to the car. And the, I'm not going back in there. And I don't even think the inn exists any longer because they've just done so much remodeling and whatever. Oh. And, and turnover. But I 
Nope. That was, that was the most malicious interaction I have ever had with a. If it's enough to like scare you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a big deal for somebody who's been living with things and and stuff like that. Yeah. Wait, did it fuck him up though? That's, that's the most important quote. God damn. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, me too. It's all right. He probably has a shitty life anyway. Oh, he does. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I... it just attached itself to him and it was like, I see you're a dickhead. Let me go ruin you. <laughs> it looked through the mirror and he went, ah, he sucks worse than me. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely um, the most malicious situation. Yeah. But mm. this, that was malicious and that scared me enough because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what it was. Um, What scared me the most at home was I was in the apartment that I lived in and I was sleeping. And now I, one of my cousins died when I was, you know, before 16. Okay. I was young. Um, He was, um, a druggie an alcoholic you know he had he had struggles and he lived in florida and he got hit by a car on a1a crossing the road so he died um but i never really like we were close but we weren't like close close because i didn't know how to have a relationship you know with family like that um when i was that young but regardless I didn't think about him often not because I didn't love him, but mm-hmm. I just didn't think about him. He wasn't in the train of thought. Yeah. I was sleeping and I was woken up by someone not whispering, not yelling, but screaming my name in my ear. No, 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 no. And it was him. How do you know it was him? Because it was his voice. Oh, my God. And again, I didn't think about him on the regs. Right. Never thought about him on the regs. Just, you know, every once in a blue moon, just be like, oh, you know, wonder if he's in, again, Catholic, heaven or hell. Like, what are we doing here? Right. Um, yep. He leaned straight over the uh, headboard of my bed and screamed my name my full name in my ear oh my god middle name as well i don't have a middle name i have two first names yes okay but he said my first name and he screamed it and i I, you know my soul left my body right (laughs) my butthole clenched up and my soul left my body dang (laughs) that was that was freaky but when you say he leaned over the bed, you didn't see him. You could, it was because you felt, I heard felt, and yes, I have only okay. seen a couple things. I've only seen a couple entities, only seen, you know, like some shadow, right, right, in different places. But I mainly feel these things. I mainly feel the energy coming in the room, going out of the room, standing over me, mm-hmm. stand, you know, being around me. I feel that energy when things get close. Mm-hmm. Did anything else happen? He yelled your name and then did you just wake up? Yes. And you knew what was going on? Did yes. you talk to him? Nope. 
Do you say anything else? Nope. Did the room feel different when you when you woke up? Did it feel? Uh, it felt stagnant. Ooh. It felt stagnant. It didn't feel like there was energy. It didn't feel like anything was so much off, but it just felt stagnant. And yeah, he, and I mean, he'd been dead for, you know, at least 15 years at that point. And he passed before dad. Yes. He passed well before dad. But this happened after, after dad. Yes. So I'm wondering if it's just that you being able to feel here since dad, mm -hmm. let your cousin know that you were open enough yes because maybe he'd been trying to get in touch with people and hadn't been able to the idea of like screaming like trying to really like, get to your attention you hear me yeah i just think it's odd though that you didn't really have a relationship with him it had been 15 years and then suddenly he's like at you that's yeah. just it's yeah, almost like exactly else. what what joy is saying he was trying to make his presence known in some way to someone and you had become the most receptive one to it exactly regardless of maybe your nobody else was like taking him seriously yeah right. because i'm sure that there's other people in the family that have heard seen shit i'm like i could just imagine joe being like fuck off that didn't happen you know like yeah i'm just hearing things like i could see a lot of dismissal stuff from people but yeah. it also goes back to like why we started our podcast which is mm -hmm. Things happen to people mm -hmm. who don't normally have experiences yep. and it can be really scary, like someone screaming in their ear, their name. And because there is the stigma attached to experiences and talking about it, then they don't acknowledge it. Really. They there's, you know, they're, they're scared and then yeah. they, they don't have the ability to then discuss it with somebody. So then it just sits there. And it's, uh, so then they're not acknowledged. Like we've talked about that before, where it's like, sometimes people have a really, to them, terrifying thing happen, but it's just whoever it is just trying to be acknowledged. They that just need the validation that someone still yeah. remembers them, can be in touch with them. Yeah. Like, you know, we're saying, oh, well, you didn't know him that well. You hadn't seen him in a long time and, and whatever. Think about when I heard the woman whisper in my ear in Rhode Island. Yeah. She was dead for yeah. how long? And like, she just she wanted to be acknowledged. Before that... I was born. Yeah. And I didn't know her. I had no family relation to this woman. It was just somebody that I had acknowledged her existence and stood at her headstone when I found right. it. And then that night she was just like, hey, here I am. Here's a vision of me in your half asleep head. And when you're wondering to yourself, oh, who is that? You hear, that's me. And you're, well, you're uh, like, this also brings up the the whole you have two deaths. Yes. There's the yes. death, there's a physical death. Mm -hmm. And then it's when people stop saying your name. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And that is, and on that note, of the two deaths i i've now since lost my father and my mother oh, and honey. it's actually going to be six years on saturday oh babes i'm so she died. sorry i'm so sorry and she she was very very sick and she had cancer she was in hospice and everything 
that is in itself is a whole other situation. But since she passed, I have been blessed with a niece who is not only um, the most amazing little girl on the planet. She she looks just like Mary Ellen. <laughs> oh my God. Like, just like her. Yeah. When I first saw pictures of the baby, I was like, that is your baby picture hanging in your hall that I've seen my entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh that my is God. Cute. Like, it looks just fucking like her. Yeah. <laughs> That's and bonkers. It, it is. Like, serious genes. Like, what? John Addicts. Um, and I look like, I'm like a really weird mix of my mom and my dad. So like, if you look at my mom, you'll be like, yeah, she looked like her. And you look at my dad and you go, you absolutely look like him. Right. And my niece is the same way. But listen, your niece mm. looks more like you yeah. than my son looks like me. Correct. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a trip. Um, But ever since she was born, she has an, She's three now. She's very in tune with what goes on around her. Yeah. And I have a picture wall that's just all family, friends, and everything. And we speak my parents' names. Yeah. And we tell her stories. And I had someone say to me recently, you actually talk about your parents like they're still alive. Yeah. And I'm like, they absolutely are. They're still with you. They're still here. They're still with us. Physically, but they're yeah. still with you. But genetically, they are you. Exactly. So they're still here. You want to get into like some weird shit? <laughs> yeah. And she will like walk into the house and she'll walk right up to a picture of me and my mom and go, that's my nanny or that's my poppy. And I'm like, yes, that's your nanny. That's your poppy. And we'll tell stories and she'll ask about things. And like, I have my mom's, uh, her engagement ring and her wedding band Mm -hmm. that I had the, uh, diamond set into a classic setting. Right. When my niece plays with my jewelry, I always say to her, oh, this is Nanny's ring. And when I die, it's yours. Yeah. And we are no, we are no farther from death than we are from living. Right. So I, we absolutely tell her, I tell her like Nanny is dead. We're not like, oh, she passed away. Mm-hmm. There, there's no softness about it. Right, right, right. So, um, it's not callousness. No, it's, it's not callous. It's factual. Fact, yeah. It's factual. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, uh, my mother-in-law unfortunately passed away, um, when our daughter was five and we went up, you know, obviously for the funeral and brought yeah. her along and she is a tiny little empath, like quietly going up to yep. grown-ups who she can tell like they're not even crying yet who she can tell are just very upset quietly going up and holding their hand mm-hmm. and she uh my mother-in-law was just an absolutely wonderful woman and very with nature and you know into the woo like I am and she had a lovely wicker 
casket and the way that my daughter talks about it is that she was planted like a flower oh and so when she okay. talks about her oma she talks about oma being so she just recently went up to canada with my husband um to visit um you know her papa my father-in-law and just go hang out yeah and she said to me they went to visit my mother-in-law and she said yeah we went to see where oma was planted yes and it's just like that's kind of a beautiful oh, way to look at it it yeah. is it is a beautiful way to look at it you know that she was planted and now she's part of nature and she's I mean, all she's, around she's always been that you know but it's just now she is truly you know i'm not going to get into it now but there was a book i was introduced to called signs and it really it's really changed the way that i notice things in the world mm -hmm. around me you know i think when you're looking so hard for a sign you don't see it yes but then this book completely switched that for me and it's mm -hmm. suddenly like oh my god my daughter is getting signs yes you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. it's it's intense it's amazing and that's how my niece is. Yeah. And she'll, um, she recently had my brother write my mom a note. <gasps> and he sent me a copy of it. And it was, it was interesting because it, it was very, it was very um, applicable to what was happening. Like she was going to the dentist and she's like, right. I want Nanny to come to the dentist with me. She had just got back from a beach vacation. Oh, I want to show Nanny the ocean. But then there was a line that said, I don't want to go into the fire with you. And so like what? I, oh, yeah, my God. I don't want to go into the fire with you. And, you know, knee jerk reaction. I'm like, my mom was a bad bitch, but she ain't in hell. You're in the No, no. No. Um, but in i i reached out to joy immediately and i'm just like well tell, tell me like we we need to like noodle this out because i'm freaked out at this point and we came to the conclusion that it was most likely her her light her energy she could be misinterpreting light right fire, fire. because she's three yes um, but that said, why is a three-year-old being drawn and I I don't know if asked, but like being drawn towards going to the light and, she might not and going be. there? She might just be there seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I feel like a lot of it is probably less, it's more benign yes. than we yeah. jump to because we're always so like about everything. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, and I explained this too, about when my grandfather came in a visitation. Yes, 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 uh, yes. And he was young mm -hmm. and his head was on fire. Yes. But nothing was being consumed. It was like that fucking burning bush imagery in the Bible. Like mm -hmm. there is fire there. It reminded me of the concept of what could be interpreted as a halo. Yes. Was, like that sort of thing. People see light at the end of the tunnel. They see lights dancing around. Energy is light. So less literal, less diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> like just a right. three-year-old saying, I don't want to go do that. Yeah. 
But I and, want you to come to the dentist with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to come to the dentist. I don't want to go wherever you just walked out of. It yeah. looked like fire to me because I'm three. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, that makes sense. And so I, I then calm down and, you know, you're welcome. Well, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and wasn't, you know, afraid that my mother was in this crazy place. Your mother on a Dante's Inferno level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she'd give him a run for his money. Right. You don't want her. No, he does not want her. She'd run that shit. My mom would run that shit. Um, But yeah, she's very empathetic. And she's very much into uh, talking about my parents, which is very interesting to me. And my boyfriend is very um, sensitive as well. Mm -hmm. And he'll, he'll come down in the morning and he'll say, well, your mother was just upstairs. And I'm just like, ha, ha, like she's, she's now on to you, my friend. Um, nowhere is safe. Nowhere is safe from you know, Monday. So we have a weird lock on our front door. It's not a handle lock. Okay. It is a handle lock, but it's not on the handle. It's mm-hmm. on the actual weather, weather door like when you lock the door like on the side of the door where it goes in so there are two buttons and you have to push one of them in and make sure it's pushed in so then the handle will open and we didn't know this after we moved in until like a month later because we were like why do we keep locking ourselves out of the house so i went out to get a package and i forgot to check that it was unlocked Mm -hmm. and i locked myself out and my son was sleeping in the house and i was like holy mother of shit. I have locked myself out of the house. I don't remember if the spare is where it is. Please let our back door be open. And so I went in around the side of our house and immediately was hit with the smell of my grandfather. Immediately. And he is the only one. I My, my British grandfather smoked a pipe and there was a very distinct smell. Yeah. And I smelled that the morning that he passed away, I woke up because I could smell his tobacco. Yeah, but my American grandfather had a very distinct smell, and I smell him all the time, all the time, trippy, all the time. And I smelled him, and luckily the back door was open, and I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, thanks, appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely the smells and just the things in the in the universe that are the signs that we feel and look for. And, you know, I was very, again, very lucky with my parents um, that they were as awesome as they were yeah, and that they really haven't like left me. And, um, you know, that now my niece is as invested in our family as we were mm-hmm. uh, so that i mean that's cool all in itself which is nice but listen well you never left your parents no no you listeners don't know and i won't go in you, depth you, i know but, you but mary ellen took care of them to the point of every doctor's visit everything was in a binder every single medication she knew about you were the advocate she was there the whole time Mm -hmm. this wasn't just like 
mom was going to the doctor and she'd check in with Mary. Nope, they were together all of the time. They were best friends. Yep. And, you know, I, on the best friend note, I, I never thought I could write my mom's eulogy, mm-hmm. but there was no question that I should and I did. And it came out of me effortlessly. Right. And I saved it on my phone and I read it and I read it. And, and when I said it was my honor and privilege to have cared for her and that she was my, she was my person, I really meant it. And it was without a doubt the most pivotal moment in my life until my friend Mike died. And when my friend Mike died, we still enjoy this, this vacation. It, it was like my dad died, my mom died and my friend Mike died and it all felt the same. It all felt like I just was gutted. Yeah. And I went to um, a medium, mm-hmm. you know, and an empath and, her and I had a, a, a very long conversation and she's like, oh yeah. So there's three people, two men and a woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the older guy is just hanging out, like just kind of being like, you know, Hey, just kind of in the background. I'm like, yeah. Just chilling. Yeah. And that was my dad. Cause he was like, whatever. And my mom was like, you know, a little more aggressive wanting to get through yeah then she's like this guy this other guy she goes he has red hair and mike and i both had red hair growing up i actually he was my one of one of the two first friends i ever had there are pictures of us as babies yeah like lifetime like family friends like not just full on um and he had died a, a horrific death horrific um but he kept pushing through and pushing through and the medium's like i'm really sorry i know you want to talk to your mom and dad but this guy has got some shit to say yeah so we ended up spending two hours oh my god two hours on the phone and on video call and he just he took out a notebook and said number one yeah he was he would and she's like all right i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna see if anyone else wants to come through and she's like uh your mom keeps trying but this guy is like sit down he's monopolizing it he he totally monopolized it and we she just talked and talked and talked and she goes i gotta shut this down because i'm exhausted right i'm exhausted and i was like um you know and that was and I had said the story, this, that losing him was hands down the most pivotal moment. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Right, right. And I, I changed my life. I changed so many things in my life. Like, what, and I love so is much. Is that one work. of the reasons that you decided to go back to school? Yes. Well, I had promised my mom. Because I was in college when she got sick and it was work, college, mom, and going to the gym. I just started to go to the gym. Okay. And 
I had to work. Yeah. I wanted to take care of my mom. Right. And I knew I needed to work out for my sanity. Right. So school, school had to go. Yep. And I said to her, I'll go back. And, you know, I'm doing there. Everyone's like, oh, do it for yourself. I'm like, no, I'm doing it for her. <laughs> like all, all lies. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you I'm going yeah. to school for her. Um, but when it came to like living again, like I, I don't know if either of you have had the therapy session where they say, who are you? Yeah. So my, my first therapist, because caregiver PTSD is a real thing. Yes. Is a very real thing. Oh, for real life. Yeah, yeah. for real. And, you know, uh, when I actually saw a therapist for that specific diagnosis, and she said, who are you? And I said, I have no clue who I am. Yeah. No idea. I have no idea who I am. And it took Mike to die where I sat back and said, I'm going to find out who I am. I'm going to do what makes me happy. I'm going to live my life for myself, Mm -hmm. for the people I love. And I'm going to love harder and deeper. And I feel supported by the spirit in my life, which is my mom, my dad, my uncle, Mm-hmm. you know, my, my uncles absolutely are a part of it. And Mike, like Mike really pushed me to do all these things. And I'm just so, I'm so grateful and I feel him around and I'm much more open mm-hmm. to hearing from the spirits in my life. And I'm so excited that my niece is too. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm pumped. I love that. She'll help you. She will. Kids are creepy. Oh my God. Don't even. Kids are don't creepy. Even get so don't get me started on that. Don't get me started. Yeah. We don't have time for that. I do not have time for that shit. Another day, another dollar. Nah, everyone knows. I talk about it. It is. Don't, don't even get me started. <laughs> Speaking of time. Yes. Speaking of time. We're running out of time for this I episode. Know. Um, so we would love to have you again if you want to. Yes, please. Chat, I, would love- I feel like you have lots of other experiences I that we're able to touch on today. And it would be lovely yes. to have you back to talk about um, the thank others. Thank you. And I would love to be a part. Yeah. I love and you. I love you guys. And I love this podcast. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. You yeah. know what I want to just tell you that just happened? We have a monarch. I swear to God, it's the same one, but it's just me being crazy. There is a monarch butterfly that we have in our back garden that does the exact same path. It has a it has a a path that it takes every single time Mm -hmm. flying around. And while we were just talking and I see it now, it banged into my bedroom window three times. It's, it's hi mom <laughs> hi dad yeah it, it, like, just, it just bopped itself into our window it never does that the lifespan of a butterfly i know short however mm. i will go back to kate's episode about talking to lights and bugs how 
sometimes relatives send things to us. Yes. So. Yeah. We just have this year round monarch that just, wow. and it will do loops around our head and it will buzz us. And same thing with, we got hummingbirds in our garden that do the exact same thing. I love the it. exact same thing. Um, so, yes, we'd love to have you another time. Thank you. Um, if anyone else listening has had similar experiences or if you wanted to tell us a short story, feel free to email us or give us a call on the hotline. And the number for the hotline is 562-323-2666. Uh, no, I'm wrong. 323-538-2666. That's the one. Give us a call. Tell us a story. We'll put you on air. 323-538-2666. Six, or you can send us an email at the residuals podcast at gmail.com all one word Please no do. dots or dashes um Episode suggestions stories you want to tell us yes. if you want to interview yourself let us know and we can make it happen and yes yes and maybe we can do some ghost therapy with you um emily has a thing she does at the end of episodes we're gonna do our gratitude what is something that you are grateful for in this moment my best friend we're gonna have the same one so my we best go together friend. yes wait one two three my, my best, best friend. friend oh you guys we're very happy that we got to hang out we only saw each other for a few hours when we went to when my family went to um the east coast last year like literally just sat in her house for a few hours and that was like the most i've seen mm -hmm. her in person since pre-covid times yes yeah um so yes this was a very important visit so i'm thankful for her and i am and thankful she, for her because she should be yes frankly Damn. i'll tell you the truth even if you don't want to hear it yeah. i'm sorry where have you been our whole lives <laughs> what are you thankful yes. for um i am thankful for my kids have colds but they are healthy right they yeah. are testing negative for COVID. right preach um and my son turned one this Aww. week happy birthday. happy birthday baby he, and he is just a great kid he is a great kid so yes happy healthy kids and i'm and also you know what i'm really grateful that you two have each other i think that's Thank wonderful you. i think that's a beautiful thing I'm happy that you guys finally get to hang out because mm -hmm. I've been I know for so long to you. I know. Well, we, we hung out in person in the before yeah. times in your old oh, apartment. Wow. It was like a right. million years ago. But now I just desperately need her to meet my delicious, squishy, tiny human being. Yes. Well, and he's not so tiny anymore. That's all right. I'm smaller than us. I will take, well, not for much longer because we're both pretty. <laughs> Stout, short. He is. He yeah. is just a delish. It was lovely seeing you. you it was too. Lovely I missed you. I missed you guys too. And you know what? It was really wonderful for me to hear about your friendship <laughs> and everything that went into it because there's so much more beneath the surface, and it's mm -hmm. the family bond as well as just your bond, and yeah. that's fucking just really wonderful to hear. And I'm so thankful that you guys shared that with me. Don't cry. Don't cry anymore. I won't right now. Thank you. I'll do it on Saturday when I leave. So, 
Until next time, save yourself us. And don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Bye. Will you be too? Absolutely. Yeah, that's perfect. Fuck that shit. Fuck that dark shit. <laughs> Love you too. Right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.